morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope you're fine. Um, I just want to... I don't even know what... First of all, there's a lot going on in my head right now. Um, I'm reflecting on some of the things that have happened politically in Nigeria over the last few months. Um, next week we're supposed to be inaugurating the person who was selected as the president he was not elected but anyways let's leave it at that and I'm thinking about all of that and there's just a lot going on and I was having a conversation with the Lord this morning and I was like you know God what I don't like about what has happened is that it is sending the wrong message to you know people the world, Nigerians, that might is right and that the end justifies the means. And my honest prayer is that Nigeria becomes a country where peace and justice will reign. And, and the Lord said to me, continue to pray for that. And I pray, my prayer is that we will all live to see the end of this matter, that justice will be done. And when I say justice will be done in the politics of Nigeria, let that justice be done. I'm not I'm not hung up on it must be this person, it must be that person, it must be in this way, it must benefit me or until it brings change in my life. No. Actually, to a very large extent, to the glory of God, my I live in the Christian economy, you know, so even if I'm in a desert land, God will provide for me. But that is not the point. And I think this is where Christianity, the way or churchianity, the selfishness that a lot of Christian and churches have is that they have developed a, an organizational model where so long as tithes and offerings are coming and we can pay our bills, we can continue to build massive edifices. They don't care if people are dying outside their walls. And that is evil. That is so unchristian. I would even go as far as saying it is satanic. I don't understand where we get this um, Christian doctrine that makes us impervious to what's going on in the world. This is not about us. It's not about me. In fact, God, like I said, God has... Me and God, we've been on a path for, for a long time. One of the first things God sorted in my life was the financial aspects because baby girl doesn't like to suffer. You understand what I'm saying? So let me put that full disclosure here. When Philippians 4.19 says, um, my God shall supply my needs according to riches in glory, God that's it god supplies my needs but i look up to him for it in fact like this year um i hadn't um professionally i hadn't gotten any um i hadn't gotten any um clients paying because my 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 job my 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 work has peaks and drops and i said to god you know so so at some point in the early part of the year i didn't mind because i was creating content i was doing a lot of pro bono work and i honestly didn't want the stress of clients so it was it was good and i didn't complain but the point i started feeling okay I'm drawing down a lot on my corporate savings. I need to start showing up my, you know, my cash bank. I started talking to God about it, like, you know what, something needs to give. Now I think we need to, you know, we're, we're passing the line. And almost immediately, a client came with a proposal, almost, you know, pleading, you know, shall I want to do this? And there's a plan in place which is going to address that. So that's the way me and God works. And so because I don't ask for, you know, I don't ask him for things that I ask him for needs. So he supplies my needs. 
so he knows he knows i mean he knows we have an understanding he knows i am my life my physical life on earth i'm in partnership with god my body everything my life is 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 a channel of ministry so there are things that we need to keep the ministry going he knows the commitments that i have the obligations i mean it's not today do you understand there's a whole relationship going on and there's a partnership there's an understanding let's just say we have an understanding so my needs will be met but the reason why I want Nigeria to work is because I am tired of walking the streets and seeing poverty staring me in the face everywhere. I'm tired of feeling guilty that I have so much and other people don't have anything. You know? I'm tired of worrying about the things that I wouldn't worry about if I'm in any other part of the world. I'm tired of opening the pages of newspapers and every day we're doing go funding for people for healthcare where everybody's thinking like a, a, a government in his own rights. Meanwhile, we have people who are standing there and, and, and sitting in positions and claiming to represent us. It's sickening. And I'm also realizing, tired of realizing that no matter what we as individuals do, it will just be a drop on the side compared to what the government can do if it's really working. So for that reason, as Christians, I cannot be neutral. But what I will not do, and what I think the journey that I've been having with God is learning not to become so drawn into the politics that I then become like the American Republicans, I'm sorry to say, who, and the, um, sorry, a section of <laughs> what is going on in the U.S. where the Christians have become more scary than even the most, I don't even know, far-right groups. In fact, one of the reasons why, full disclosure, why I will never visit I have decided that I'm not going to step into the U.S. again. I'm really sorry if you're from the U.S. and you're listening to me. I love America. I watch American movies all my life. You know, in fact, more than all my listeners are Americans. But I am, when I read and I see what's happening in America, even the way American Christians talk, it's scary. It really is scary. I have young boys. And for that reason... They're probably never going to go to America. I mean, if they do, maybe when they are much older. But I will not pay for a ticket to fly them to America. And I've been to the U.S. before. But I'm saying all this because I'm saying when a society loses its soul and begins to think that some human beings are better than others, then there's something wrong. And I'm not saying this to say that Nigeria is any better. We also have a major issue as well, which we are trying to fix. Some of us at least young Nigerians too cannot grow up. My son, you know, when they get to a certain age, you can't really have them going out. They're going to be harassed because there's a risk of them being harassed by the police. And God forbid, you don't know what will happen. So for that reason, many of our, our, our sons, we're putting them in places that are safe havens, in countries that are, you know, less hostile to the youth. So this is something that, as a Christian, I cannot be here and not wanting Nigeria to change because Nigeria changing is not just about finances it's about your child being able to walk down the street and you're not afraid that they will not come back is your child not being you know harassed by police or facing a traffic stop or he can't even drive somewhere you're not afraid that something's gonna happen or even if he wants to walk you should be able to walk to the beach unaided you know you should be able to enter public transport and not end up dead in an alley somewhere you know what I'm saying Schools should be safe. People shouldn't be kidnapped in schools, taken to terrorist camps. It's just crazy. We have a government that doesn't even care. And the worst thing, 
even the churches. We've left the, the areas and the people who have been who are being tormented daily. We've left them to their fate. Why? Because in the southern part of Nigeria, we, are, we seem to be okay. And tithes and offerings are coming. We just pretend as if all of that evil is not taking place in the country that we call Nigeria. It's a total disgrace. It's a big disgrace. And honestly, now more than ever, I realize that I am really looking at Jesus as my standard. I, I'm in seminary and they asked us a question. They said, who is your role model? And everybody was talking about, you know, their parents, this or their sister, their brother. I couldn't put point on anybody. And I know when I responded, they probably thought, you know, because I'm the only Nigerian, maybe two, I'm the second African in the group, everybody else is from the U.S. They thought I was just being, oh, she's just trying to pretend, show herself she's holy. But it is true. I have been so disappointed by people around me that right now I have the only role model I have right now for how to live righteously, righteously on in this life is Jesus. I am following him. I'm going back to his standard of things. This is not even something I'm doing because, oh, I want to be holy. No, it's to keep my sanity because I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand. And I've seen that even I... Do you understand? It's like, I don't want to say, it's like living amongst mad people. If you don't take extra care, you are, you yourself are going to be mad. And of course, because you've been living amongst them, you yourself, you're already beginning to, um, you find that you're actually beginning to also go a little bit off. So you're now retreating to try and protect your sanity. But, you know, because I myself, I know that the way I see things, there, I mean, there are a lot of things that I would walk past that somebody from another country would be like, well, how could you just walk past that why is that normal to you should that child be on the street you know there are things that i myself have normalized like street children but a foreigner will come and take those child take that child off the street do what they can to take that child off the street i will walk past so and these are this is not you know these are things that are not i don't just know and there's there's a whole lot more i mean it's just all messed up it's just messed up so I am now looking for Jesus to show me how, what it means to be a human being, what it means, means to be compassionate, what it means to be, to be holy and righteous. And it's not because I want to get an, um, I want to get rewarded by him, although, I mean, that is, but it's because I don't want to be like what I'm seeing in these people, this cold-heartedness that I'm seeing in church institutions, church leaders, in political leaders. I don't want to be like these people. They have now become the inspiration for me to be more like God. Because whatever it is that is going on in their lives that is making them completely lacking in compassion and empathy for the lives and the fates of people that they hold in their hands, that is making making it so easy for them to shed blood, to tread on the dreams and the hopes of millions of people to cause pain and hardship, death, sorrow, tears in the lives of so many. Lord, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be those people. I don't want to ever know what it is that they know that makes them that way. I don't want to ever have what it is that they have that makes them that way. I don't want to ever feel what it is or not feel what it is that they do not feel that makes them that way. I don't want to be like them. All of the, whether it is wealth, whether it is power, whether whatever it is that they have that has hardened their hearts to the point that they are the way they are. Father, Lord, please keep it away from me. I don't want it. So this has become my motivation to be more like Christ. Because I look at Christ. He was concerned about people. 
everything that he did was about making people better. Jesus was killed for doing good. That was all. The Pharisees felt threatened. People followed him. He even made a lot of efforts to stay out of trouble. He was careful in the things that he said. He wasn't challenging authority. He didn't want to be made a king. When they tried to make him a king, he ran away. He didn't want position. He didn't want power. He didn't want money. He didn't want a a, a sacred place in the synagogue. He wasn't looking for anybody to be. All he wanted was repent for people to love God. That was all. That was all. And he was showing people who God was. Pointing everybody to God. Healing the sick. Healing oppressions. Delivering people. Raising the dead. That was all Jesus did. Literally. That was all he did. He helped people. He changed lives. And his teachings were solid. He told you love. He says, don't hate. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them that deceitfully use you. So that you'll be like your father who causes rain to fall. Even on the wicked and on the just. So I want to follow that man. Honestly, that's my motivation. The evil in the world today. The callousness in the world. Particularly amongst political leaders. It makes me want to love God more. Because I, I, you know, sometimes I wonder. I say, these people have a little power. And they use it so wickedly. If God, who has all the power, used it in the same way that they use the little power that they have. Will they even be alive? Will their children be thriving? Will they have the, the, the time and the space to be going and taking graduation photos and snapping and smiling and rubbing their privilege in the eyes of those that they have stolen from? God is merciful. His compassion. Sometimes I wish he was not as slow to anger as he is. But I said to him today, Lord, please do not acquit the guilty in Nigeria. We did a lot to... to, to to make sure that this political cycle will be different. Nigerians entrusted the government. We believed them. And they took our trust and they rubbed it in the mud. Father, don't let them go scot-free. That's my only prayer. Don't let them go scot-free. For everything that they have stolen, Father, they will return it all. I will continue to pray. They will return it. We will not forget this heist this theft, this rape on our democracy, we will not forget it. And we will continue to speak to the Lord about it. Because he says we should pray. First Timothy, um, I think chapter 2 verse 4 says, he wished that, uh, um, that we should pray for kings and all that are in authority, that we may live a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. That is God's wish. And people have interpreted that, uh, dubious political and Christian leaders have interpreted that to mean that we should always pray for them. That no matter what bad thing we do, we should pray for them. No. Pray, he's concerned about the outcome. So the prayer is not not for the king. The prayer is for godliness and honesty. That's what God wants. The king, the ruler, is supposed to be a channel for that outcome of godliness and honesty. That is what God is concerned about. So, that godliness and honesty is what we will continue to pray for. My prayer is that God will not acquit the guilty in the, concerning these 2023 presidential elections, which we had such great hope for. 
if the election had been transparent, if they had followed their own rules, even if at the end of the day the candidates we didn't want came in. That was always a risk. Everyone would have accepted it. But we would have known that we had a process that we can then walk towards in the next four years. But they, they set the rules, they destroyed their own rules. And they expect all of us to keep quiet and just, you know, roll along with it. There is evil in this world. But what it has done is two things. It's motivating me to love God more, to serve him more, to learn to be more like him, and to trust him in terms of how I should live my life, what I should do, what I should say, my sense of right and wrong. But it wants me, it makes me want to be more like him more and more. Because now I have known what evil is. Before I didn't really know. Evil was, okay, a serial killer here. Evil was, you know, a murderer very far away. But now evil, I, ha- I now know what evil is. Evil is an election that was stolen. Evil is Christian leaders who will not speak up when other Christians are being murdered in other parts of Nigeria simply because it's not affecting them. Evil is Christian leaders that will give evil political leaders cover by granting them legitimacy, welcoming them into their churches, inviting them to commission their buildings. Evil is anyone that gives a cover for evil. I now know what evil is. I will strive to be not evil and to be good like God is. Only God is good. No one else is good. I will hold on to him so that he can make me good like him. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.